I know that you're afraid to take this leap into natural solutions and you're clinging to the hope that those pills are going to fix your kid's brain. And that's why you need to listen to today's episode of absolute hope and inspiration to exactly what can happen when you take that leap. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we are talking about the reason why I started doing neurofeedback. Yeah, the actual reason. And it's a boy named Alex. He's actually a man and it's 20 years later. And you want to listen to this episode because it's just unbelievable what his mom did and what unfolded in his life and what kind of success he's achieved. So let's dive in. everybody. This is It's Gonna Be Okay. And I am just over the moon excited to be having this conversation with you today because we're talking to Alex and he is the reason I started Neurofeedback. We're going to share his story. We're going to share his mom's story of being a tough mom who decided I'm going to help my kids thrive. And you're going to hear about all the ways that Alex has changed his life and is thriving 20 years later, because you need to hear it. Because if you're a mom or a dad and your kid is struggling, that means you're scared. You're scared about what's going to happen now. And you're going to scared about what's happening in the future. And Alex's story is going to inspire you, not for just change today, but all the ways that you're going to keep pushing forward to helping your kids thrive. So welcome I'm so excited and we're calling this episode from struggling kid to zero symptoms because we're going to talk all the ways about you and your journey from your vantage point, because, you know, a lot of times we're talking to parents and you are somebody who started this journey over 20 years ago, your mom and dad, you know, came to me and you were, as I always share, one of the most complex cases I've ever had. I am a, will not accept that I cannot help somebody. And part of this journey was that your mom and dad were the same. They started with medications with you because you were showing signs of extreme difficulty paying attention, extreme impulse control. I tell everybody the story. I don't, do you remember testing with me, Alex? Do you remember Absolutely it Absolutely not. Okay. I, yeah, I of course. Told. And I know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah. So this was back in the day. So let's restart. Let's share your story. And and uh, obviously, clearly, he's a beautiful grown man. But your your story from Dr. Rose's side, and then let's hear fill in the pieces, is that, you know, your mom, I was a person that people brought their kids to when everyone else said, we don't know. We don't know. Right? I can't help you. Can't help you. So... I met with your mom, Terry, and she's going to be coming on at a later time, too, which I'm excited about. And I did neuropsych testing. I did testing. And, you know, of course, a part of that, I went and observed you in school. And at this point, you probably know you're already kicked out of a few schools. I don't think so. You you were. <laughs> which, uh, well, I mean, yeah. 
There were yes. multiple rebellions. Yes. In- well, they couldn't support you because you were oh, super sure. impulsive, right? Sure. Yeah. So yep. staying seated in your seat was mm-hmm. like a foreign concept. So even when I was testing you, what would happen was if I looked away, <laughs> you were gone. Oh, like I, so I had to be really creative and stimulating. And, uh-huh. you know, when I did the testing, I was like, this kid's like a genius. Like He's really smart. But you're what you could actually produce. You know, at this point, you're eight. You know, what you could actually produce was like not even kindergarten level. You couldn't you couldn't sure. write. No. You couldn't do anything. But your brain was moving so fast. And basically, your diagnosis with ADHD, you and I have talked about this. You absolutely would have been diagnosed with autism at a later point. What did we do? We got you support in a public school and your mom went and tried medications. And what happened when she tried medications from your point? Well, I remember that we would regularly have to raise the dosage um, for, I think I was in second grade at the at the highest point of, of whatever dosage we tried. And that started to make me sick. And yep. so I remember there was a point where mom just stopped giving it to me because it was making me so sick that it, it just wasn't um, a good option to just keep going with that. Yeah. And you actually developed cardiac problems. when Did you- I? You did. So what happened was you, when you would raise from a seated position, you would then get oh, um, like you would get you would get low blood pressure yeah. position mm-hmm. from the you know it's it's essentially amphetamines. You you tried different ones. You, you, mm-hmm. Your mom tried a bunch of different things, and you know at this point, this was so long ago, right? We would make some you know tweaks, and and I wasn't I wasn't doing neurofeedback. Um, so your mom called me one day and said, Hey, we're going to do neurofeedback. What do you know about it? And I said, I know enough about it that it's awesome. I actually wrote a paper in graduate school about it, but there's nobody locally. And so I don't know how much you remember, but she drove an hour and 10 minutes, three times a week for a long time. Yeah. At the first place. I remember that place. Yeah, uh, I, re- I remember. Being yeah, he's there. retired. He's yeah. a lovely man. Sure. Um, and what happened was, you know, she said she was going to do it. You know, I went off, started doing my, you know, doing my continued working. Mm-hmm. And one day I was up in the center of the town that I work mm-hmm. in, Ridgefield, Connecticut. And you and your siblings and your mom popped out of the van and you came right up to me and said, how you doing, Dr. Rowe? And shook my hand and looked me in the eye. And I'm pretty positive I said an expletive (laughs) (laughs) and said, what the hell are you doing, Terry? Uh And I I just recall it so vividly. And I've told this story. And um, she said, that's the neurofeedback. And I was like, he's a different kid. Like, you know, and just to visualize the way you were, like, literally, I was afraid to do testing in a room with you with windows. Sure. I was afraid you would climb out the window sure. on the second yeah. floor. Yeah. So that's how impulsive when I went to go and see you in school, you were sitting in a seat, but your body was flailing and moving sure. all over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you were calm and connected. And it was just like. <sighs> and so I started referring people 
and they were starting to drive. And, you know, over the, over the years, you continue uh-huh. doing neurofeedback and yeah. I wind up getting trained because my clients got mad at me that I was making them drive. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, there were a lot of things going on. I, I literally had like an infant and I was training to do neurofeedback, which wasn't yeah. easy, but once I started my own neurofeedback, I was like, this stuff is the shizzle. Everybody needs to do it. You know? Uh-huh. So Alex came back to me because you graduated high school at 16 years old. Like, so I know all of you like poop your pants, uh, worried about your kids. Here's Alex 20 years later, and he's an amazing adult. We're going to talk about what he got there. But your mom continued on the journey in a lot of cool ways. She got really serious about neurofeedback. She really promoted it. You wind up doing a lot, a lot of sessions. And you came back to me to do an internship at 16 years old. You asked me if you could talk to people. Do you remember yeah. that? I remember talking to people standing yeah. in front of a group of maybe, I don't know, 12 people. Yeah, right. They asked you questions. And I was like, yeah. okay, we don't know. I was like, Alex, when they ask you questions, I'll save you or whatever. You were already like poised, right? <laughs> and and again, remember, this is now this is Alex. Like, we're not seeing hyperactivity. And like to understand how impulsive and hyperactive he was was extreme and to see you be so chill. And you came back to me 16 and I had seen you here and there, but not in the same way. I got to actually spend a lot of time with you. And I remember a mom asking you a question. I was like, what is she, he going to say? And you, she said, when did you notice? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember what your answer was. When did you first notice a difference? Oh man, I would want to say, see, it's so long ago now that yeah. I, I, I would want but to do you remember along the I way you finished my my therapy by like eleven? Yeah. Because I remember a lot of the questions of well, how do you know you didn't just get older and grow out of it? It's like, well, I finished oh, before I was eleven. That. Yeah. You know, like you males develop a little slower than uh yeah. than females. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure about that one. But when I noticed, I'm not sure I, Yeah. I can well, I'm gonna tell you what your answer was because you tell it was, me. It was like over ten, it was like 12 years ago was More, you yeah. said to me you noticed within a week or two that what was happening to you and you couldn't articulate it and it made me think of Einstein right truly you had all these thoughts coming in and you couldn't stop them uh-huh. and when you did neurofeedback you said you could hear one thought at a time that's a great answer I like my answer yeah <laughs> but I don't know if you like if that rings true to you because it- it right? feels oh. true, but I'm just—it's so long ago. I don't. I know it's remember. so long ago. Like, did I make that? Like, like, do I really remember that, or was I just told? <laughs> but uh, think, think about when you—you you, know—you—you you almost don't remember some of the early things. Like, you don't remember, you know, spe- like I'm the most memorable person. You should remember me. No, definitely. I'm not that vain. But you were so unfocused that I think there are things you just don't remember, and it's sort of like now you're like, wow, at 11 years old, I really remember. What do you remember in terms of like you did all this neurofeedback? Like, what do you remember about the experience? Pleasant, you know, what what do you feel like helped you during that time? So the experience itself, I may have been too young to directly connect it at the time. But I do remember vaguely that starting in um, around that time when I had finished. So about like second, third grade. That was when 
Well, first of all, most of my memories begin around at that time, but it was also when... Which is, do you know, that's very interesting because, well, first of all, your memory should start. If you haven't had trauma, your memory should absolutely be there before age 10. But most people have memories, typical typical first memories are around ages three to six. Is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, but- you were you were like unfocused wouldn't describe the word. <laughs> well, I, so what I remember as more so the effect in that mm-hmm. suddenly I could, it, it feels so cliche to use the words concentrate and focus, but yeah. all of the thoughts that had been rolling around in the head kind of disjumbled and focusing on a whole bunch of other things, I could focus them on what I wanted to do or what I was supposed to be doing and just blow it out of the water. And boy, did you blow it out of the water. <laughs> you know, like, I remember you being here. And and really, I think that's a really powerful thing. Because, you know, you and I have talked about a lot that and your mom, too, like, you know, everyone's always looking for a pill. Everyone's yeah. looking for the thing. And I'm not yeah. saying neurofeedback. I didn't even really think thing. the pills worked that well for well, me, they, even like before, mm-hmm. because we'd have to up the dosage and up the dosage. But there was no. this period, a short period of like a day or two that I think my mom was like, okay, he looks a little bit more calm, but I didn't feel any different. I just felt no. sick. No, you didn't have any benefit. You were, she was doing what she had to do. And, it, and yeah. at that point, I knew about nutrition. I knew about all that. I was pushing it, but not pushing in a way where when people come to me, I'm like, listen, you know, this is the way it is. We all want to be able to stop and get a cinema, yeah. but it's not brain food, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And they get they 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 grieve the process, and then I'm like, when you lean into like super clean, you know, anti-inflammatory diet, your brain and your body's going to work better. It's not mm-hmm. rocket science; it's mm-hmm. it's common sense. But that really was the only option. And again, there was nobody local who was doing it, so we didn't uh-huh. even think to say, "Oh yeah, you should drive three times a week, an hour, and ten minutes." I mean, yeah. that's a mom yeah. on a mission, you well, know? Like- exactly. And I'm so lucky that I had mom to do that for me because here's the other thing maybe not exactly what you want to hear at this moment, but I didn't want to do neurotherapy. I was youngest eight, oldest 11. I wanted to go do literally anything other than sit in front of a screen and stare at a little, a little icon. Right. Move up this and down is before the, the movies, it, Alex. Yeah, this <laughs> wasn't, we didn't even have movies when I was doing no, it. It was just, had I had a, a graph and a cartoon, which looked like a, a child drew it of a plane it would go up and it would go down. And you wanted to keep it up. If it went down, then, you know, that was like when the movie would stop. So That's right. I didn't even have like the good version. I, I didn't want to be there. I had a mom. She's like, no, this will work. I can see that it is working. You yeah. need to keep going. It doesn't matter that you're bored. Yeah. Don't mess with your mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah you that. I was, I've been in plenty of special ed meetings with her. Um, but- <laughs> <laughs> she was going to be a Marine. I mean, hello. I love it. You know, like this is what it is. And you know what's great about her? I mean, we're, we were so tactical. I don't go to special ed meetings anymore, but you know, my whole shtick was I would pretend I was stupid. In <laughs> and then um, I would get the responses I wanted. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, basically at a certain point, they're either going to agree to do what you need them to do, or you've caught it all on tape. And uh-huh. now, you know, so 
So I've learned that from watching you at a young age, right? I mean, really, you know what I mean? And I, I can't remember. You shouldn't do it. But I remember coaching Terry on that because everyone uh -huh. always thinks. And, and I don't think all school, you know, meetings are bad. Some of them are just the most amazing things like sure. you can't believe. But a lot of times if they don't see the problem in the same yeah. way and then they don't see what the resolution is, <laughs> you, you really have to learn how to use the laws which are in yeah. favor of the student in yeah. order to get it. So there's a way to kind of play it. And a data has a lot to do with it, but also just asking the right questions to get the right answers um, so that you can get what you, what you kind of need. But of course, you were bored out of your mind. It was like, I think Atari was more interesting. Uh, Alex, absolutely. You know? Yeah. At least something happened. Yeah. But now, just so everybody knows, if you're considering uh, most we do, I do EEG neurofeedback. That's what Alex did. You are able to select a show or a movie. Um, and you're able to watch that and the, the screen won't um, give reinforcement to the brain if the brain isn't producing the right combination and the brain will produce the right combination in two to three seconds. And it's not just the right combination. It's the exact perfect combination. And it's essentially working out the brain, training it at that high level. And then the brain says, oh, you want me to act like this all the time and it switches and it starts behaving in a natural, healthy way. And here's Alex. I'm going to say it 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> and and for you and I, I mean, you you wind up doing over 200 sessions of neurofeedback. I've done yeah, a few a hundred. Yeah. And we were joking in advance that it's like our brain is it's not that we are any smarter. Clearly, we're smart people. Alex is a very smart guy, just so everybody knows. It's that we are organized and can process with more clarity in an efficiency that is hard to describe. And whenever I describe it to other people, I always use the same analogy. If you know X-Men, it's like, I think I'm Flash now when I'm learning and processing because I hang out with some really smart people, no doubt. But I can get to the core, almost the fastest person in the room, unless it's math, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I want to, so slightly different from your example, okay. I want to describe it now that I'm thinking about it after saying mm. what I said earlier, is yeah. that it felt as if I had all of the, all of the knowledge, all of the, of the problem solving skills and just was not able to apply them uh, with each other to figure out the problem until yeah. I had gone through. Well, uh, and you know, and that's where, and I love that you said that because that's where a lot of my parents come to me and say they're bright, but they can't uh, finish their yep. work or they can't do yep. that or whatever. And, you know, there's a behavioral learning part that has to happen. Yeah, right? You, you keep doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, everyone wants the pill to work. And I always say 100% of the time, we should never have medication be the first line of defense. And mm -hmm. I'm with people all the time that are diagnosed with ADHD and other clinical conditions that no longer meet the clinical criteria. Sure. And there's a lot of reasons why the brain is unfocused. And yeah. we're not going to really know, Alex, like, I don't even know if I saw like your original cues. I don't, I don't even know because he was doing cues back then. The guy that you went to, who's a lovely man. 
like I'd almost love to see what was really going on. I know you had a lot of what they call hypercoherence. Mm-hmm. So your brain was over communicating. And so in what's called a lower frequency. So when you're very unfocused, we often think you don't have focused brain waves, but mm-hmm. off but what people don't know is that really they have a lot of unfocused brain waves. Mm-hmm. And why? So there's a lot of reasons. And I'm telling you 50% of the time, it's not genetic ADHD. It's It could be environmental toxins. It could be things like yeast. It can be infections. It could be birth trauma. There's so many reasons. Like when a kid is born today and they're not affected in some way, because we know one in two kids have a physical or mental health problem at birth now, and that's 11-year-old data or 12-year-old data now. But you had this over-communication. When I think about you and just to see how internal you were, that you mm-hmm weren't connecting with us. That's why I always say sure. you would have been diagnosed with autism, whether that was real or not. My parents because, called it Alex world. Yeah. Yeah. It was like you, oh, I could knock on your door and get mm-hmm. you for seconds. I, lo- I looked through the window. Mm, yeah. Don't want to talk to her. Yeah, exactly. And I had to do such, like I said, with that testing, such stimulating things. And so to even get your attention for short mm-hmm. amount of time and to you had a superior intellect on a IQ test that you weren't even paying attention to. <laughs> so yeah. that's where everyone gets so hung up. Like this is the IQ. You still have to be able to problem solve. You can't just think you can, you have to employ the skills. And so when people think about medication, you know, Mm -hmm. stimulants, basically all they do is tie your foot to a gas pedal. There's no regulation. There's no control. What neurofeedback does is amplify your own assets. So that's why athletes do it. That's why, you know, the, all the guys going out into space do it because it makes your brain crisper and sharper. You don't even need a clinical issue, but obviously people are making this investment in time and money and resources to do it because most of the time, they at least start with the one kid and then they're like, yeah. oh, I got three other kids. But <laughs> when you then went through school, what was your school experience like for you? Because you graduated a year early at 16 and you went to you went to college for crying out loud at 16. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah talk about it. Uh, so first of all, I wasn't allowed to live on campus because my parents were like, we're not sending a 16-year-old to go live on a college campus. That's just a bad idea. I mean, it would have been bad if it were me in the 80s. I would have been <laughs> having like a disco in my room is what would have been. <laughs> I, I am generally pretty, I say boring because I just, I like to do my own thing. But yeah, so I, I graduated from high school at 16, part of which was the project that I did on neurotherapy with you as my mentor. Uh, and I submitted that to, to my university instead of the SATs or the ACTs. I'm not sure they actually read it. They, uh, they're like, oh. it, was, it was a fine piece of writing, my friend. Like, <laughs> I, I remember you. for years, we used that as part of our training thank of new you. staff. So no, thank you. It was like, it was just it, for me, just to know when you, I have definitely have a few people that, always keep in contact with me. Mm -hmm. And um, we just did an episode with one of the kids I work with, Kat, and she's come back. It's such a full circle thing. Like to me, you know, it really fills my heart to see how amazing, but I've always kept in contact with your mom. And I've talked to you a bunch of times. 
So to see that people's lives just continue to get better and better because they made this choice um, and decided we're not going to continue this medication nightmare and your life would be very different. Definitely. Yeah. I, so, I, I don't think I would have enjoyed nearly as much success as I have thus no, far. No, no. I don't after, think we would be regulated. Yeah, probably not. I, I, so I, I went off to college. I, I started with a biochemistry degree in undergrad and quickly learned that I did not want to be a scientist. However, at that point, I had already been in the degree for like a year and a half. And to change at that point... Nah, I, I didn't like my prospects to do so. So I figured, all right, I'll finish the biochemistry degree and then I'll leverage that to do something else, anything else. I was going to be a diplomat for a while. I, I spent, that's why I spent all those. I, I lived in Germany. I lived in the UK. I lived in China for a little bit. German is my best second language. It's, it's probably not great, but I like, I love languages. I collect them. So I got German, I got a little bit of Italian, some Mandarin, used to speak Russian, but I'm stopping that for recent events, replacing it with Polish, actually. Uh, But so I I go on, I'm like, oh, you know, I want to go into the State Department. I had friends in the State Department who were guiding me, and they had recommended that I get my master's in economics. And uh, we had a number of things lined up, and my friends in the State Department we're very accomplished in the State Department. So I was like, I will definitely listen to your advice. Yes. I'll get my um, uh, master's in economics. But I, not every plan always goes according to plan, as you might know. Oh, so, that's called life. Yeah. So I always like to have a backup plan. So I got my master's in finance and economics, just in case the State Department trail didn't work out. Uh, in the first year that I was going, uh, in 2016. No, I graduated from college in 2016 and went straight to my master's program the same year. And then we elected a, a, a new administration that did not favor the State Department. So that kind of jumbled up that plan a little bit. And eventually I decided I'll just come home. I'll work in the private sector. I'll work in finance. So I ended up, uh, I first worked for uh, New York Life selling life insurance, but now I work for a private wealth management firm, which I love the people I work with, love my boss, love what I do. It's so important to be with people like where the, where, you know, you just have your people. Absolutely. I'm, I'm on vacation this week. Uh, We just got back from Vermont, but I I still took the rest of the week off. But before I left, like always, you know, like, oh yeah, if we need anything, can, can we text you? Can we call you? I'm like, yeah, of course. Sure. Because um, at this point, I've been with the firm long enough that I'm like one of the core. There's my boss, my senior coworker, and me, and we make up the core. And then I have some junior coworkers. Um, so I'm like, yeah, if you need anything, you can definitely call me. I'll be in the mountains of Vermont. I don't know if you can get me, but you can try. Yeah. So and and they never do. They they or if I may get a text from my senior co, I'm I'm like really sorry to bother you on on your vacation, you know, but. What's the answer to this one really easy question that you can answer like right now? I love who I work with and what I do and who I work for. I'm so happy for you because, you know, a lot of times we find careers, you know, where, you know, we fall into, but maybe don't love it. So, yeah. and, and I think when you're, you know, learning in a lot of ways come so easily to you, like, oh, I didn't want to do a biochem degree, but I figured I'd finish the degree, you know, yeah. like, why do people can say that, Alex, you know? <laughs> 
I, I, I was able to leverage that for my masters when they were like, you want to do economics, but you don't, you know, like how, like, how, oh, biochemistry. Okay. You can probably do the economics, the finance aspect. We think that you'll be able to figure out the math pretty, pretty easily. Um, I think, I think they were right. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to yeah. say too much. Yeah, no, you know, no, no, but, but it turned I, it out was, really well for you, right? And you really oh, yeah. enjoyed it. I remember when you started, you were like, I hope I'm going to like it. And then you were like, I really like it, Dr. Rowe. And I was like, good, you know, because that's, you know, uh, we want you to be doing something that you love. And, yeah. you know, even this conversation, like, you know, people are listening to us having this conversation. I think what is remarkable, right, when you think about being a mom, right, and you have a kid who's struggling and you're so worried about the future. And the whole point of us doing this is that the future can look like this when you do the work. And there isn't a quick fix. She didn't do 20 sessions. She didn't, you know, like... And it was hard and it was tiring. Yeah. Weirdly tiring too. It's tiring. I'm going to tell you, it was probably tiring for you. Well, one, you were doing the boring kind. So (laughs) that's hard. I because re- that's when I started. We were doing that too, and then as soon as they had the movies available, I was like, "What? This is amazing!" <laughs> but also, your frontal lobes need a lot of work, and so oh, sure. when you're doing the frontal lobes, which are the breaks of the brain, they you know working memory, they they're the job manager. They interact with every part of the brain, so they don't get to get a break. So when you're working it out, you know it was like you were. You just get tired from that it. That makes sense. And your brain needs to repair itself. Yeah. It didn't clearly last. It just was hard work, right? You yeah, well, it was weren't like used to paying attention. At the gym only instead yeah, of working exactly. Out of See, I say that all the time, and I didn't know that you were going to say that. It's exactly oh. like working out in the gym. Yeah. Well, and I, I so, yeah. Yeah. But it's, that's how it, it sort of feels, you know? And I think what most people wonder about is like, what should I do? Right. And, and like some of the most common mistakes that I see happening and even some of my own clients, like they give up too early. Right. So like you're seeing change, but in our world, we think change at a 25% level. If it's not a hundred percent level, it's a failure, but yeah. 25% change is, cl- is a lot of significance. Right. And yeah. it's like, you have to keep working. And I think that is a big thing that people decide. They also decide that, well, my doctor must know better. No, well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> so if it's not working, I had two incidences, and I'm going to do a whole separate ex- episode about why expert care is really important. But I had two incidences related to business in the last week. Well, one was business and one was the air conditioning. Long story. But basically, I had a problem that multiple people looked at and were like, I don't know. We just have to check it or I don't know. Nobody could give me an answer. And I think the story about your mom and the story of what happened is I didn't say no. I was like, I'll be damned. I'm going to keep going to experts. I'm going to figure it out. And one was something related to my website. And the guy told me within two minutes what, what was wrong. And he was 100% right. And literally, even the manufacturer, the company that I used the software couldn't answer the question. Wow. And so sometimes if you don't get a result that you you know is really resolving the issue, like moving towards resolving the issue, mm-hmm. you have to keep searching. I think that yeah. is a big reason. And your physician is not a specialist your pediatrician, they're a generalist. Yeah. And 
they never have had a course in nutrition unless they've been trained in modern times. And even then it's only 10% of them. So Mm -hmm. they're not understanding the connection towards the ways to change the brain and behavior and they're being trained in pharmaceuticals. I mean, you talk to a psychiatrist, they're not trained in psychotherapy, they're trained in pharmaceuticals. So there are way many more ways to change the brain than pharmaceuticals. Neurofeedback is one of them. PMF is one of them. Diet is one of them. Certainly behavioral change. And I think the other part of things is like, once you started to pay attention and you were different, your mom leaned in and was like, what are ways to help him improve his study skills? Like those are the kind of conversations I had with her over the years. Like, okay, he's a lot more focused, but now he doesn't know what to do. And I was like, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So she got it and was like, okay, there's no magic. We have to keep moving forward, right? Like it wasn't like you did, it truly was a veil was lifted over you, Alex. Like you literally physically looked like a, different kid like you didn't there was your communication was different everything was different about you and you like a lot of high intellect kids who struggle with focus you can rely on your intellect but then your mom realized wait there's still some more learning there's still some more things the journey was never over you continue to move forward right yeah I think those are the important lessons when people listen to this because it didn't happen overnight Right. So that means that the change is not going to happen overnight, but you can't just rely on one path. And even if you have a physician you like mm-hmm. or and I don't mean to blame physicians and maybe it's a therapist, they just might not have the training. And in fact, sure. they probably unlikely have the training. Sure. And people are here because they're looking, they're scared. They they're looking for something that's going to help. And this conversation about neurofeedback is a great conversation because you are a participant. Like, and you wind up doing it later again because you had Lyme disease, right? And your mm-hmm. gut went down a little bit and it wasn't the boring kind. <laughs> no, it was, it was a lot more interesting once I could watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. You got back up quickly. You mm-hmm. were able to just get right back. But really mm-hmm. your brain had, like, you feel in control of your brain, right? Like Definitely. You, definitely, right? And learning at that point became almost easy for you. Like it wasn't like test taking necessarily wasn't hard. It probably was. I know you don't like to Alex also has an eye convergence issue. So reading for a long time is not your favorite, but um, you're able to extrapolate information quickly and get it out. Right. I think that was probably one of the big things for you. It probably was good. You did a master's degree in finance and economics. You still got to read a lot, but finance yeah, I mean, well, you drew you're reading charts a lot for economics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have a lot of opinions on on my studies of economics, but that's definitely a conversation for another we'll, time. We'll save that. We'll save yeah. that. Yeah. Is this you? Homework struggles, short attention spans, calls from the school, a snarky attitude. But what if there was a simple, tasty way to help? Meet. Neurotastic Multimag Brain Formula. This delicious elixir fuels young minds, promotes calmness and concentration. Put the joy back into your family life and learning with Neurotastic. Go to drrosean.com forward slash magnesium. That's D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N.com forward slash magnesium to get on our wait list for the Neurotastic 
early founders specials that you'll just never see again. That's drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium. Obviously, you're here, you're on the other side. And one of the things like I think that would be really helpful for parents to hear from you would be about why should they consider doing nat- neurofeedback or nat- any type of natural solutions from a kid perspective who's now an adult? Like, what do you think parents would want to hear from you? So the only one I can speak to is neurofeedback. And I would definitely recommend that one going back to my example of use of like exercise or, or like working out. I'd still relate it to that. However, the key difference between neurofeedback and say lifting weights or, or whatever exercise at the gym is as you get older, if you don't continue to lift weights, you get older, it, your, your body will lose its strength or its athleticism or whatever you want to call it. Neurofeedback is, as far as I can tell, 20 years later, permanent. You, you, you don't need to go back or maintain it. Once you have trained your brain and built those neuropathways around whatever the difficult areas are that are resulting in the symptoms that you see, then you have those pathways, especially if you're going to then use those to be a functioning human being. I guess that probably reinforces them throughout the rest of your life. You don't need to go back. When I came back to you, I had some difficulty with uh, Lyme disease, but also I had come back because the I think I was I wanted to do some tune up for depression of of some sort because that runs in my family. Your gut had broken down. So just so you know, so when you did the antibiotics, what had happened was your oh um, yes right. So yes. we had to restore your gut. So it was the microbiome because serotonin is created in there. So we had to regulate your nervous system, get your gut back, and then you were fine. Like you, oh. once you got over that, you were okay. It was a, it was a we used it as a as a way to lift the symptoms related to the All gut breakdown. So you came yeah. in. You did some neuro and you feel like part of what I think you're trying to say is, um, and just so everybody knows, I'm legally not allowed to use the word permanent, but Alex can. I apologize. It, oh, okay. No, no, you're not apologizing. Alex can. It's lasting. And research shows Last. it's lasting over time. And you're right. What sort of happens is once the brain gets into a healthy rhythm, it will continue as long as you you know don't have a physical or emotional trauma, you're not taking a um, medication that interferes with your brain activity. Yeah. Wink, wink. Hello, psychiatric medication, <laughs> um, particularly SSRIs, can really destabilize sure. the brain. You know, and medication is a decision between you and your prescribing physician. I never tell people to just come off. People come to me all the time, and they're like, "Can you help me come off?" And I'm like. That's between you and your prescribing physician. This is an alternative to medication. And there we have a whole program that supports the brain and body. But people have to make, you know, concentrated efforts in whatever medicated Definitely. or unmedicated, you know, yeah. and it's work like you, you know, you like have to do work. going to the gym. This is something that you, you, you. So while your brain is pretty amazing just like any other biological process when you want to change something like when you want to grow your muscles going to the gym i'm really gonna harp on this gym no i do it all the time perfect when you're building those neural pathways when you're training your brain to work the way you want it to do this is not a snap your fingers and it's done you can't wave your magic wand that i am very entertained by it 
you you're not going to go to the gym once pick up a five pound weight and then just like be some amazing bodybuilder Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. it takes time it takes discipline it takes effort you need to like with going to the gym you then need to eat the right foods and there are stuff after you or while you're doing the neurotherapy there are things that you need to sort of do on the back end as well and then once you're done or once you've gotten to a point where you're like great these are the results that i wanted then it's a lasting effect it is something that will continue to be a benefit for the rest of one's life i would have definitely gone nowhere near as far as i have had mom not sat there for hours going to multiple uh she went to like three four five of these different seminars on what do i do to help my poor child and and she drove very far and a lot of them were boring and a lot of them didn't help and then she found this one and we tried it and it was and that's what gave us results that's what i would say why people and your mom stuck with it like you said yeah you know and and it was hard and i was not cooperative whatsoever i'm sure you weren't (laughs) and you know she had a slept like she slept some of the other kids in with you too like this was not a pretty thing was it was three times a week for eight months Mm. like you you went a lot um i remember because we were in conversations and one of the things is is that you know, you've continued to take care of yourself. Like yeah. you, you realize that, you know, I've got to sleep. I've got to try to do these things. And, um, and I think that's why, yes, people, the changes are lasting, but you've also adapted that to a healthy lifestyle, Definitely. which I think people are so resistant to, you know, it doesn't mean you're perfect, but if Let's you do see. an 80% great job, it's pretty good. I don't think I would have been able to maintain such no. a lifestyle had I not gone through this. Cause now let's, I, so yeah, I, I, I got my master's and I'm working a financial, a work, a private wealth management firm. I do the investing. That is not an, an easy job. Mm-hmm. I, I've studied a number of languages. I like, I paint, I am an artist. These are mine. I painted these. I am in a very solid relationship with someone who is very, very smart I go to the gym a lot. I'm about to get my black belt in Taekwondo. You know, I've been all over the world trying living in various places, learning about things. And that requires being a functional adult, which I absolutely was not going to be. And the proof is in the pudding 20 years later. The, the everything I have going on where I have in 2023, where there's a lot of bad stuff going on, I, I feel a little... It's a little difficult to say, but I think it's important. I I like my life. My life is great. Your life is great. That's why you should do this. Yeah, I know. It wouldn't have been possible otherwise. I thank you for saying that because I think people, you know, I think what happens is people are so afraid to take the leap because they think, okay, well, this, this is new. No, this is not new, honey. This is like since the 60s. Okay. Yeah, it's old. It's old. There are but tens, repeatedly, tens of thousands of research studies. There are 3,000 peer-reviewed studies, right? And so this is an effective thing. Obviously, you need to go to somebody who's an expert in your specific area. Yeah. So, you know, if you, it's ADD, go to an ADD expert. You know, you need to get a good practitioner. Good yeah. practitioner because it's 50% science and 50% art. And that means yeah. it's highly, highly 
has a lot to do with skills, you know, they need and to know just what experience. they're doing. They need to know what they're looking for. They yeah. need to know how to tackle it. Like, like, and you know, you got to be serious. Alex knows yeah. I'm like, no joke. Like, I'm really serious about it. And everybody also knows I'm not doing this forever. And retirement is looming. So um, if anybody wants to do it, you can, uh, I'll tell you where to go to drrosanne.com forward slash help. But that is not what this is about. That's, this is about neurofeedback being a very powerful tool. Wherever you are in the world, there are board certified providers. I want people to consider this. I also want you to know that it takes typically, you're not doing less than 30 sessions. My people don't do less than 40. And it takes time. And yeah, do I ever have people who do, you know, you heard Tiffany. Tiffany's, you know, in somewhere in between, you know, her little guy, Ethan, is between session 80 and 100. And uh, 100%, he would have been given many diagnoses, probably autism. And so this is definitely an investment. But you know what I also tell people is it costs $10,200 a year to go to therapy once a week, psychotherapy. I'm a fan of psychotherapy, but you have to have a regulated brain. But there are many other ways you are spending money, but every day your kid doesn't get help is another day they suffer. It's another day your kid, your family suffers. And I think you are the epitome of what life can be when you get a badass mama. (laughs) I, it mom takes a, should rightfully have a lot of credit for this. It's it's not just the subject, but especially if your subject is a child, like I was, you know, the, the, the parents yeah. have to stay with this too. Obviously, yeah. they're making the decisions. And I'm she, really she glad. With it. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought up a moment ago that this has been around since the 60s. I remember doing that. It, I, I remember finding that out in my project. Yeah. And the thing that has been hampering this every time it like starts to, to grow is people. It's not the process. It's that mm-hmm. like it's not instant. I don't like that it's not instant. Yeah. It's like, well... And some people do have... Like, when I first did it, I get really good responses to things pretty quickly, whether it's homeopathy yeah. or PMF. or when, when I did neurofeedback, I had that wave that came over my brain, which is rare. And I said, when the hell can I get this equipment? Like, I was <laughs> like, what is this? And I became like a junkie and I was doing it twice a day. I, I, you know, I had an infant, I was exhausted. I could Mm -hmm. put myself on in my frontal lobe and jack myself up if I hadn't slept. Like there were all kinds of little things that I could do. Not advising it under the, people would come in, you know, my regulars come in and they're like, you know, I'm feeling a little moody. Can, can we do something a little different? Mm -hmm. Sure. But It's definitely something that, you know, is worth the effort. And I think what also happened once you got alert, Mm -hmm. the pushback Mm -hmm. that you gave your mom had ended because you were much more willing. And even at 16, you were super open. You were willing to try things. You understood your parents had great, honest conversations. I mean, just by this conversation, you're going to help thousands of people open their eyes to this. I hope so too. And just scratch the surface and Google, get on my website, drrosanne.com. You can get on and you can find out more about this as a real beautiful option. There are you know, no lasting side effects. A lot of anybody who has side effects from neurofeedback, typically it has to do with 
the brain not wanting to be changed in that area. So it's a temporary kind of things. If you're a highly skilled, going to a highly skilled provider like myself, I tell most of the people, there's about 2% of people who have a negative side effect. I'm able to tell you in, in advance based on your pro- brain profile. That's not going to happen. That probably 0.05% of practitioners would be able to tell you that. There is a lot of complexities. It's not anything you should be fearful. You just need to go to a highly qualified person, stick with it, do the sessions, commit to 40 and add lifestyle changes that are going to amplify it. And that means diet. That means looking at nutrient deficiencies. You know, I'm going to tell you to add magnesium because it's my number one favorite. Uh, But there are other specific nutrient deficiencies that are, you know, help the brain, things like essential fatty acids, or if you have OCD and acetal or GABA, if you're struggling with depression, there are a lot of things you want to get that part adjusted to. And that may be your neurofeedback provider, but it's most likely some type of medical professional. So no quick fix and never forget the behavior. So therapy has its place when the brain is regulated. If whatever we try to do with Alex before he did neuro would not stick. His brain was too dysregulated. And now look at him. He's way more chill than I am. I have to bring my energy <laughs> down. <laughs> but I mean, I truly am so proud of you and all the things. And I, you know, your whole journey of even just like loving and caring for yourself is truly inspiring because when we do this holistic work as moms, we're like, when is our kid going to, you know, want to do this for themselves? And you've really embraced it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, if they're young, probably not anytime soon, but yeah. uh, I mean, as yeah. I got older and I, and especially as after I finished, I got older and I could look back, I'm like, wow, I'm really lucky that mom made me do that that yeah. she, she continued because as difficult as i was she's like no i need to help this poor kid because the medicine is making him sick and he's yeah. not gonna have a good life but if she I don't could do see anything. your gem like you know like she could see that you had the intelligence but the behaviors literally stopped it you know and your mom yeah. was like not gonna accept what people told her You know, and I think that's really one of the most important messages in this. And she just kept digging. Like you said, she went to seminars. She went here. And even when I wasn't at the place where I was working at people, she went elsewhere and I supported her. And I was like, go for it. Wanted me to say, do it. And I was like, there's no harm. Do it. Do it. Your mom's path changed your life, but it changed mine too. How about that? Isn't that awesome? Anyway. But um, I am so grateful for this time. And I, you know, I hope this was inspiring. And I hope, you know, if you're scared on your journey as a mom or a dad or an aunt and uncle, that's okay. But don't live there. Take action and, and consider neurofeedback because you got to hear how it changed Alex's life and it can change yours too. Parenting is hard. I know you're scared and there's many ups and downs. And today we learned about what happened to a boy and how the trajectory of his life changed with one tough mama who decided, wait, there's got to be another way. And she found neurofeedback. And to hear what happened to Alex is pretty unbelievable. He's an unbelievable human being. But to think about how hard his early life was and what would have happened to him would have been very different. 
So I hope this inspires you to take a step towards natural solutions because you know what? It's going to be okay when you put that fear away and you take the leap. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 